Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television series The Littlest Hobo, in which myself and my friend Katie watch every single episode and then we talk about them one by one. Katie! Lumberjack! Lumberjack! <laughs> How you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. I'm the <laughs> lumberest of Jackies. That doesn't make any sense. We're never letting that go, though. <laughs> no, no, we're keeping that forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you ready for today's episode? I am ready. Tell me all about it. Okay, it is called Passage. A synopsis reads, Hobo thwarts a hunter stalking peregrine falcons. It first aired November 10th. 1983 we are almost into 84 yay a good year <laughs> a, a good a good year um anything special happened in 84 i don't know <laughs> i'm sure music was happening i'm sure devo put something out i'm sure michael jackson put something out there was probably some decent music in 1984 i was, was not alive then though <laughs> oh i can't think of when did when did the last star wars come out was that 84? Mm, no, I think that was 83. All right, hang on. Let's do a quick search here. Let's Movies see. Movies from 19... Well, I mean, there's also 1984, the book, but that's oh. not necessarily... <laughs> didn't come out in 1984. <laughs> no, it definitely didn't. Wow, I put movies in 1984 and I got nothing back. Really? Because I got a bunch. Okay, the Terminator. bad movies. Oh, yeah, Indiana Ghostbusters. Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yep. Never Ending Story. Okay. Uh, Dune? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's good. It's I like Dune. It's not a great movie, but Gremlins. Uh, actually, oh, this is Spinal Tap came out in 84. That uh. saves it. That saves the whole... And the Muppets take Manhattan. Uh, I am yes. on board with 84. Yes. Uh-huh. That seems to be about it, though. Yeah, other than that, there's... Uh, oh, Nausicaa came out. That's a great movie. It's on Netflix. Mm. You should watch it. All right. Have you watched <laughs> Shawshank Redemption yet? Nope. Well... <laughs> Well, then, anyways. <laughs> Stevan won't watch any of my movie suggestions till I finally watch Shawshank. And that's fair. I've been telling him I'm going to watch it for, for two years. years. Yeah, <laughs> literally years. It's not even that long. I know. Um, all right. Passage. That is yes. the episode we're talking about. It stars Al Waxman, who you might know. Uh, if he was a very fairly famous Canadian, he actually has a statue, I believe. Um, yeah. But he's a famous Canadian producer and director and actor. Um, and he is a good actor because he does a very yeah. good job in this episode considering what he has to do. I was going to say, considering what they asked him, a lesser actor would have failed miserably. Yes. And he does all right. He succeeds. <laughs> yes. So let's 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 meet Al Waxman, who's playing <laughs> Vernie. We're going to meet Vernie. The very first shot, we're out in a field. Actually, we don't meet him right off the bat. We meet some pigeons. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Just a couple of, couple of pigeons just, cooing yep. away. <laughs> just having a You're, great time. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's taking their birds out for a sightseeing trip in a field. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Mike Tyson who owns a bunch of pigeons? I is would he? not be surprised. Well, I know Tesla did. Tesla fell in love with a pigeon. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. Sad? Yeah. yeah most, <laughs> most Tesla stuff is. <laughs> that's true. He lived a sad life. <laughs> he did. But well, David, David Bowie played him in... Um, that's true. He did succeed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if David Bowie played me in a movie, I'd consider my life a success. Agreed. I don't care yeah. what the role was or what what he was portraying. If he was playing me in a movie, yeah, yeah, hundred percent on board. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're we're looking at some pigeons. The camera pans up and zooms in, and there's Vernie. He's watching the pigeons. 
Um, Vernie is talking to no one, but he drops all the exposition <laughs> we pretty much need. Uh, basically, the, he's got these pigeons. They're in a trap. Uh, they're, he's waiting for a falcon to show up. In my notes, I have it down as a flacon, but it's definitely not a flacon. <laughs> That's the cousin of the falcon? <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, you know, the porgon flacon. <laughs> it's Swedish. <laughs> yeah, it makes the little Swedish chef noises. That's the sound it makes. Um, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah. They're so rare, though. They're so rare. Yeah. Um, he just ignores it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's hard to ignore, to be honest. Um, but yeah, anyways, this falcon comes out, and Vernie's like, I need I need you to come on out, falcon, and hop into this here trap so I can get out of my sweatshop. And we're just going to cut to that sweatshop, um, yeah. which is actually a garage with a bunch of cars in it. And Vernie's in there, but we're going to focus it first on this old man, this old, old man who shouldn't be working in a shop. He should not be in there. No, uh, he's trying to pick up an engine part. I don't quite know what it is. Mike right no now idea. is probably screaming at me. I have no idea what what this engine it's part is. It's big and looks it's, heavy. It's hefty. It's a hefty piece. Um, and he's like, well, Vernie, come over and help me. And Vernie's like, yeah, all right. So Vernie, with some difficulty, lifts this bad boy up. Um, Vernie is a man in his 50s, late yeah. 40s, early 50s. He's overweight, not terribly overweight, but he's just... yeah. He's not a big, strong guy. Not He's in just... the best shape of his life. No. Um, but he picks it up. He puts it on the counter. The moment he does that, this young kid comes <laughs> over and, like, picks it up and, like, lifts it five times to show off. <laughs> just do some bicep curls with it, you know? Yeah. He's like, oh, are you going to pump some iron? So he, like, <laughs> he spins the thing around and the old man's like, oh, no, I could have done that. Um, the kid just... Out of the blue, I don't know if he's been waiting to do this for years and we're just now tuning in. Um, walks over to Vernie and is like, you're too old, old man. Even though there's a man next to him that's easily 20 years older than Vernie. Right. Um, who couldn't pick up the part. But young guy's like, you're long in the tooth and you're too old and you're useless. And nobody will ever want you for anything. And half a second later, a random suit man walks in, this guy in a suit. And he's like, I'm looking for Vernie. He seems like a useful dude. Anybody seen him? karma yeah karma. Instant, instantaneous <laughs> karma yeah. um this this suit man he comes in he's looking for Vernie because he has heard that Vernie is the best hunter around <laughs> to which i ask if Vernie is the best hunter around why is he working in a garage right like you can make a lot a living of money. hunting yes <laughs> yeah 100% and we are going to find that out pretty soon but for for now we're going <laughs> to go back to the field Vernie catches a, a, a falcon not a flacon unfortunately <laughs> Damn it. but a falcon <laughs> yeah oh, I popcorn. <laughs> it's like this weird like Venus flytrap net that like snaps shut around yeah. the falcon I felt it's really pretty, bad for the pretty bird. handy it is yeah, very it handy seems, <laughs> it looks also very like it snaps pretty quickly because it's it's a falcon and they're fast <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad it snapped the way it did, because if it didn't, I'm pretty sure that would crush that bird's skull. Oh, like, absolutely. instantaneous death. Yes. <laughs> and they want the falcon alive. <laughs> they definitely want the falcon alive. And the winter soldier. Um, but Vernie says he's going to catch the mate as well, because there's another falcon flying around, and it's yeah. screaming away. By the way, if you don't like the sound of a falcon oh my God. making falcon sounds, this is not the episode for you. From now on till the end of this episode, basically, all you will hear... It's the sound of a falcon crying. Yeah, I'll dub it in under this episode, the entire episode, so everyone else can share. <laughs> Just enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the mate's up in the air, freaking out. 
uh hobo also happens to show up and uh he sees what's going on and while verney's like yeah i've got this here falcon is putting it in a box hobo goes over and lets his pigeons go (laughs) and verney is like understandably very upset he's like those are those are my bait what are you doing <laughs> and i'm assuming that like does he already have these pigeons like are they his personal yes. pet pigeons because oh. i like he didn't just catch these for this situation he owned those pigeons yeah they had I'd names be <laughs> yeah it's like jim and barb <laughs> jim bob <laughs> jim, jim jim bob and barb <laughs> pigeons but yeah, he's like, you just cost me $10,000, and he immediately pulls a gun. And Hobo <laughs> he's recognizes pissed. that he's got a gun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bye. And, <laughs> and runs off. And I I thought maybe perhaps he had paid for the pigeons, because he said he just cost him $10,000. And I'm like, who's your pigeon guy? Like, who are you <laughs> he's buying? making you're a killing. <laughs> you're paying way too much for pigeons, man. No wonder you can't make a living as a hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're paying way too much for your bait. <laughs> right. That and your nine thousand can of worms, like pay me five thousand, I'll get you a bunch of pigeons. Save yeah, I'll get you like, <laughs> at least ten of them. <laughs> yeah, this one new Tesla. <laughs> um, we should, what's the guy who used to speak to the seagull or whatever in that one episode? Oh, um, oh what's his name? <laughs> was he a Charlie? Could have been a Charlie. <laughs> boy, oh boy, that is a callback. <laughs> what was the what was the the seagull's name? She had a name too. Minerva. Minerva. Minerva <laughs> is the. Hold on, this is really gonna bother me. What, what was the name of that episode? Hold on. Uh, oh, it was the. Uh, hobo he was an animal seen. whisperer, essentially. A special friend on the docks. Hobo meets a very special friend who says he can understand. Yeah. Oh, he is a Charlie. He's a Charlie. You're yeah. right. Wow, good memory. Why can yeah. I remember this stuff but nothing important? <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Did I wear pants today? Oh, but yeah, Charlie, of course. Anyways, he's overpaying for pigeons. Is the moral of that story? (laughs) He could get Charlie. Charlie could just talk to them, round them up, yeah, make some money. He could probably just talk to the Falcons and be like, "Listen, go with this guy for like two days so he can get his money, and then I'll release you later. (laughs) Break out of your box." We're gonna go back to the garage. There's a lot of back and forth. I'm gonna try and smooth it over as best I can (laughs) in this episode. But um, the businessman, we're in a flashback. The businessman's like, "Vernie, I want you to hunt me some falcons. I'm gonna give you two thousand dollars right now as a down payment, and also your contract." The young kid's like, "Ah, Vernie can't do this. He's a schlub. Let me do it." And the businessman just like completely ignores him. (laughs) Yeah, does he even look at him? He's just like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) "No." Uh, he says, Vernie, you've got one week. And Vernie's like, nah, I don't even need a week. I got this. I'm so confident. The old man who is Vernie's friend says, he's the best woodsman ever laced up a <laughs> pair of boots. And distant, distant rumbling comes out of Lumberville as Alistair <laughs> yeah. rips apart another desk. I mean, really, calling him the greatest woodsman right after the Lumberjack episode. <laughs> Pretty tough. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, Vernie looks like, ugh, I'm making so many Disney references. 101 Dalmatians, Cruella Deville's henchman, the short round one. The short, he looks like the short round one. <laughs> exactly who he looks like. Yeah. And I'm sure he's great in the woods. He just doesn't give off that vibe. No. We're going to go to a camp. We're in the present day. Vernie's wrapping a rope around his arm. Mm-hmm. Hobo takes the Batman approach in that he like <laughs> comes in and steals Vernie's gun. He disarms him before he confronts him. So he comes in, he steals the gun, and then hobo goes for the box which has the falcon in it the bird box as you will and he tries to open it but vernie hears him because the falcon starts freaking out so we get more falcon noises because that's what we want in our lives can you imagine if falcon the superhero had like um 
like the Black Canary style, like cry, but it was the falcon oh, crying. It was just that sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On your left. Like, oh God. <laughs> Surrender. I don't even want to rob this bank. <laughs> right? Are you, you just, I give in. You, you win. Yeah. You, you I will. I'll, I'll just, I'll jump off this bridge. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Mm-mm. I don't want to live in this world anymore. <laughs> no. um, so Fernie's like, get away from that bird. That bird's my whole life. <laughs> so I take it out of the sweatshop. It's very hard not to sympathize with this guy. I think we're supposed to, and the show does a very good job of it. Yes. I feel for him. I 100%. do. 100%. Definitely do. Hobo's like, well, my work here is done. He takes off for a bit. He's like, I'll let you. <laughs> hoist yourself on your own baton <laughs> see ya and that's exactly what vernie goes to do because yep. we are now with the wolf hunt ravine <laughs> which is getting easier to recognize every time we see it it doesn't matter what angle anymore it's like yep there it is <laughs> yeah yeah brad's like you recognize this and i'm like yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> vernie for whatever reason he's like he's getting ready to repel down the ravine which is fine but yep. just before he goes, he hears that kid's voice in his head being like, you're too old. <laughs> like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> he starts rappelling down the ravine. He spots two tiny little chicks, which I think are probably chickens, not actual falcons. <laughs> they do not look. I mean, I'm not an expert on falcon babies, but they don't look like that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Maybe they're flack on babies. <laughs> yeah. That's and uh, like. <laughs> so he sees two, two chicks and, two, and some eggs. He's like, jackpot this is just what mm-hmm. i need just as he gets close so uh, the other falcon dive bombs him <laughs> it's and like he, the birds <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I, I really i i God, i wish they had done it because this whole episode would have gone up like two stars if they had had a stuffed bird and they'd done a shot where they just threw it at his face <laughs> yes unfortunately <laughs> they do not do that none of that so uh vernie falls all the way down this ravine <laughs> um it, i think and I might be wrong on this. I think it actually is him falling down. I really slowed it down, and I can't tell if it's a stunt guy or not. So either they found an incredible stunt guy who's the same <laughs> size as Al Waxman, or it's Al Waxman just doing his own stunt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's steep, but it's not uber steep. But still. It's tough yeah. to say. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Good for yeah. him. Kudos <laughs> to whoever did the stunt anyways. Yeah. Did a good job. Vernie lands at the bottom and his ankle is either very badly sprained or broken. <laughs> mm-hmm. He immediately knows something is wrong. Hobo sees him and uh, Hobo sees <laughs> Vernie and Vernie sees Hobo and Vernie yells. He's like, I'm, I'm trapped down here. There's nothing I could do. You win. You can have the bird if you want to go get it. Um, Hobo instead gets that rope that Vernie was bundling up and uh, throws it down to him. Wait, Vernie's no, like, he first wraps it around a tree and ties a very right. intricate knot. Yes, that's true. <laughs> With his mouth. <laughs> With his mouth. Uh-huh. And then he to- tosses it down. And then he tosses it down. That's right. And <laughs> yeah. Vernie's like, my God, it might even, it might work. So <laughs> yeah. Vernie starts pulling himself up. Hobo grabs the other end of the rope and starts pulling him up as well. And success. Vernie makes it all the way up to the top. And the first thing Vernie says when he sees the hobo is, what are you? <laughs> and I was like, question. here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah. That whole top of his mouth is going to fold back. You do not want to yeah. see this. You asked for it, sir. Yep. <laughs> but Vernie like hauls himself up and he's like, ah, oh, my ankle. Hobo brings him a stick to walk with. Uh, Vernie's like, wow, aren't you a dog? Doesn't he, he says like, how do you say thanks to a dog? And then follows it up by saying, thanks, dog. Thanks, dog. Yep. <laughs> how do you say thanks to a dog? 
Thanks, Doc. Which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed. That. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna cut to a river. Vernie steps back on his deal with the hobo and keeps the bird. <laughs> He's like, "Man, I need this. I need this bird. You don't understand." I need this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he gets into a canoe, paddles off, and the river's moving fairly quick. Yep. So quick, in fact, that Vernie doesn't have to steer or paddle. He gets so comfortable, he falls asleep. Have you ever no. fallen asleep in a canoe in a in a river situation? Like on a lake, I can see it. You just I, kind of well, flooding. I've just I've never fallen asleep in a canoe. <laughs> Neither ever. have I. <laughs> but like in a fast-moving river, that seems like the worst thing you can do. Just it seems like it would be almost impossible because I'd be worried. <laughs> well, you would hit the bank yeah. immediately within thirty seconds. You yeah. would hit the bank. Or yeah, you would absolutely be going nowhere very quickly. <laughs> yes. So Vernie is going somewhere. He is <laughs> yeah. headed towards a branch which is sticking out of the river. Mm-hmm. Hobo is barking away, trying to wake him up, but it doesn't work. And wouldn't you know it, the branch punches through what is perhaps the thinnest canoe in the history of man. That is cardboard. Again, we're very Canadian. We've both canoed. Been around canoes a lot. I have bumped my canoe into many items at speed. And people. (laughs) I just like to take them out, you know? They're in my way. That's why... (laughs) We're like, we have Grand Theft Auto, but it's yeah. on the rivers. <laughs> Real dangerous. <laughs> Some nasty yeah. stuff happens. You get too you close to the shore, someone will throw you out of your canoe and then take it. <laughs> yeah. It's the law of the river. <laughs> then you got three stars on you. Then the police show up. Then the lumber cops show up in their canoes. <laughs> Start chasing you down. Oh, no. <laughs> they don't have it's sirens. The mountain. <laughs> One of oh, them my God. Can you, imagine, can you imagine the size of the canoe the mountain would need? Oh, my God. That would I be think it would take up the entire river. Nah. He wouldn't even have to steer. It'd be like a shoot. He'd just be straight down the river at you. Oh my god! It's like Indiana Jones on water. I would love to see the mountain in a canoe. Oh man! But yeah. <laughs> but Anyways, the moral, canoes be thick. I was gonna say, the moral is I have abused a canoe a lot, and the worst that happens is the paint gets scraped. <laughs> yes yeah that's that's it <laughs> yeah but this canoe is yeah it's made out of like particle board or something <laughs> essentially it's yeah just it punches paper. right through it straight through it so fast <laughs> yeah it's like in 3d it comes right at your face <laughs> yeah <laughs> and at this point i realized you know what the the stupid cocky arrogant young man is actually right like bernie doesn't <laughs> he's he doesn't have it anymore no like the the ravine thing okay the bird flew at you what, that you can't help that yeah but turning your gaze away from your trap so that the hobo can release your pigeons is a mistake. And falling asleep in a canoe in a fast-moving <laughs> river, that proves it undoubtedly. You don't you don't got it anymore, Vernie. You I'm should sorry. not be out here. <laughs> you will kill yourself. No, no. And, I mean, it's a great theme throughout the episode that, you know, this old man's trying to stay relevant. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I appreciate that. But, yeah, the, the young guy's right. That <laughs> Vernie should, shouldn't be here. No. He strikes the tree and he capsizes. Which is very strange because with that branch in, that canoe is not flipping over. Nope. Um, at the best, you would just be skewered on it and yeah. then you would slowly take water in. But somehow he capsizes. I don't know. <laughs> Physics. <laughs> yeah. They don't mean anything. And he starts yelling to save the bird. <laughs> um, and this, I do appreciate that they actually, it, well, first of all, they're using a live falcon. Yes. And second of all, that they actually floated this falcon yes. in a box on the river. So like, <laughs> Uh, spoiler alert hobo harm my hobo harm for this episode is a flat zero bird harm is like an eight because this falcon goes through hell he goes through a lot (laughs) just stuffed in this tiny box with a little head peeking out (laughs) yep that's it he's just floating down this river um fortunately hobo dives in he paddles on over he rescues the bird Vernie swims to shore 
And Vernie once again explains to the hobo <laughs> that he, he just can't give this bird up. And in this explanation, which lasts like 20, <laughs> 25 seconds, we get about 18 shots of the hobo just judging him. Just <laughs> yeah, judging just him the hard. Eyes, the look in the eyes. And we should say, too, that for a lot of this episode, the bird's partner, mate, is like yes. circling overhead. And every now and then yeah, we, get a shot, we get a shot of it just yeah. to really drive home the point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, did, I didn't look up falcon behavior, but I'm assuming it's correct that they probably mate in pairs. Like they probably stay together while the eggs yeah. are like, yeah. And this one rare occasion, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to trust the littlest hobo to have the facts right. Don't disappoint us, hobo. Counting on you. I don't want to have to publish a retraction <laughs> right. the day after this podcast comes out. Please no. <laughs> in the forest hobo and vernie are walking through vernie is bouncing that bird box against everything he can like he hits it across <laughs> like two trees he's hitting it off his hip like that bird i know it's a stuffed bird inside there's no way they shot <laughs> that this with could a not be a real bird no. no but like he is just he is determined to beat this bird as badly as he can yes it is like he is not paying attention at all to this precious ten thousand dollar bird. <laughs> he did not read the rules on the bird box challenge. <laughs> he took it a different way. Yeah, I think this is right, right? <laughs> yeah, the falcon mate's flying around. Vernie looks up and he's like, "Doesn't make any difference. I got to do what I got to do. You know, I I have to get out of this job." He shows Hobo the contract and check, which still is always a strange thing when a a, a person in this show shows <laughs> yeah. a dog something. Like, we know the hobo can read, but there's no way he knows the hobo can <laughs> right? read. And they gave me 2000 I got to fulfill this contract. Back at the garage, real quick, the businessman is like, it's been a week. He's he's not here. And the young man, whose name is Wicket, mm-hmm. he's like, well, I'll go after him. Businessman's like, not yet. I'll tell you what, we'll give him till tomorrow at noon. And if he's not back by then, then you can go after him. And it's like, cool, <laughs> just setting it up. There is yeah. a rescue mission on the way. It's the person you probably don't want to rescue you. <laughs> no. It's going to make your life hell the whole time he's rescuing you. <laughs> yes, but, you know. Rescued. Say <laughs> Livy. That's that's bird life, man. Yep. <laughs> In the river, we, we get to a river, and Vernie, I'm assuming it's the next day, I think we've moved forward in time. Because so. Vernie wakes up. He's sleeping in the grass. He's got the bird on his chest. <laughs> Like directly on his chest, which means that poor bird has been in that box at least for 24 hours. Yep. And it just spent the entire night with this big man breathing directly into its face. <laughs> and it couldn't move anywhere. It couldn't get away. That's bird hell. That's what that is. <laughs> this poor bird is so traumatized. You think it would be like worms you can't get, like it's like yeah. a tantalus thing, but nope, it's actually just a big man breathing into your face when you can't move. Vernie, once again, <laughs> reiterates that he promised a man he'd bring him the bird and that's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes down the river in a completely different, but hopefully much thicker <laughs> boat. Yes. You just had stashed away somewhere. I was going to say, I don't know where it came from or how we got it, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> Did he steal there it is. It? <laughs> don't know. Yeah. There's some poor family out there. <laughs> yeah. Now trapped like, in the woods. <laughs> yeah. That's a different episode. Hobo's got to go back for them. Yeah. <laughs> they're trapped in the woods and there's angry falcons dive bombing them for no reason <laughs> what did we do <laughs> ah, it stole our baby yeah. um so at the garage the businessman's like all right you know it's like quarter to noon all right wicket get your gear and head on out and just as he says that wouldn't you know what we whip pan 
and there's Vernie, and Vernie looks like hell. He looks like he's been to hell and back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks he's, awful. He's, he's got the bird, though, and the bird is just as noisy as ever. He's still crying. A uh, businessman comes over. He's like, listen, here's the trick. you got to put a hood on them. It calms <laughs> them down. I was like, where were you eight days ago? <laughs> Wasn't that something you might tell him as you send him off to get the bird? <laughs> well, he says when he hired him, he'd pay for all the equipment. Yeah. So he gave him presumably the trap and maybe even the pigeons. I don't know. Yeah. But definitely the box. But you didn't give him the hood? <laughs> right. He's got to figure that out on his own. <laughs> I guess. So businessman comes over, he hoods the falcon, and he's like, all right, I guess I owe you eight grand. And Vernie says... I said I'd bring back a falcon, and I did. I never said I'd sell it to you. <gasps> Such a tease. <laughs> wow, Vernie. So Vernie's he's had a change of heart. Yeah, last second. <laughs> he's like, screw you, businessman. I'm going to release this bird. So he puts the bird box down. Businessman's like, hey, what are you doing? And he stops him. <laughs> and he's like, all right, dog, do what you want to do. So Hobo flips open the latch, and the bird escapes. <laughs> And immediately both of them come back and they start attacking Vernie. Just viciously <laughs> just attacking Just going Vernie. for the eyes. <laughs> Absolutely. There is no surrender in these birds. They'd sooner die <laughs> I spent 24 hours with you. And the other bird's like, I saw everything you did. Yeah. I saw everything you did. <laughs> you deserve this. <laughs> I'm full of fresh baby meat and I'm coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> everyone in the shop is flabbergasted. They're like, oh, I can't believe he did this. Vernie smiles and he laughs and the bird flies away. Um, he also gives the businessman back his check. And he's like, all right, done's done. I'm taking some time off. He um, says he's going to take later. a few weeks off, but he has been moaning about not being able to afford life this whole episode. <laughs> I think he's just getting better. Okay, so we're getting the last shot of Vernie. <laughs> and I am... I am 100%. There's no room for doubt. I am 100% sure he is in deep shock because he's like, he's limping hard and he walks directly through a puddle. It's the only puddle in the shot and he just walks right through it. I think that guy is like, there's suffering from something some... very seriously wrong with his brain right now. Something broke overnight while he was in yeah. these woods. <laughs> or like he's got an infection in that ankle and it has made its way up yeah. to the brain. He is There's definitely no not a well man. <laughs> no, he is not. Not at all. And that is the end of our episode. Yeah. That is that is the end of Passage. Well, how do you feel about it, Katie? Well, I think if you compare how long we talked about this episode to the last two, I might tell you a little bit. It's it's fine. I mean, it's it's fine. It's another fine episode. I think it doesn't have anything terribly unique about it. No. And at this point in our watch through... <laughs> Like, in season one, this would have worked well. Yeah. It's been like, oh, yes, it's the theme of an old man trying to stay relevant and, you know. But we've seen that before now. Like, we've had other episodes where an elderly person is trying to escape something they don't want to be in or is trying to be younger again. You know, we, we've seen this scene before. So, at this point, it's kind of it's kind of a redo. Yeah. Um, or at least when we see an episode where like a laser blows up a <laughs> apple or something. Some or, 80s music video vibes. <laughs> yeah. Devo shows up. You know, at least there's something something new. And it doesn't feel like there's much new in this episode. It's not bad. No. It is perfectly acceptable. It's just not exciting. I did not find it exciting no. personally. No. I found so. it a hard time to watch twice. Yeah. 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 But credit to Al Waxman. Yeah. He is a fantastic actor. He did a great job. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone in this episode does a, a good job. It's just not a super fun, crazy episode. Not very dynamic. 
No. Yeah. Brad facts. I have some Brad facts <laughs> okay. here before we before we move to the end of this. So he says all the creek and nature shots were done at Kleinberg's film studio. Uh, their back lot, which is in Humber River Valley, the popular Canadian TV series, The Forest Rangers, which I had never heard of before, nope. <laughs> uh, was actually completely filmed in that same area. So that's your, that's your Brad fact for the episode. Fun fact. Um, I don't know that I have anything for Mike because I don't believe Were there, any? there are any cars. There might have been one up on the hoist. He did say, when we first get to the garage, and I noticed this as well, there's a guy who has a couple of C-clamps in his hands. <laughs> And he does not know what he's doing with his C-clamps. And Mike Mike wrote that in the spreadsheet. He's like, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. It's just an actor. They threw in a, a blue greasy jumper and was like, grab those and take them there. And he's like, All right, okay, because he's he's clearly has no clue what they do. Uh, Hobo harm. I said zero. He yeah. Doesn't. I mean, he takes a dip in the river, but. He's done worse before. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have a hobo fight? Uh, I said burn. Versus the birds from the birds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think the birds them. have it. The birds definitely have it, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Vern. I have young Wicket, the snotty kid, yeah. uh, versus Falcons, because that's 100% what's going to happen. You know that as soon as Vernie left, the businessman turned to, to Wicket and was like, $2,000? Would you like to go catch me, those two Falcons? Yeah. And the kid's like, absolutely. And he probably did. So at best, Vernie gave those Falcons a stay of execution <laughs> for like eight days and put them through hell in the process. It's so true. <laughs> Are you ready for the next episode? I'm ready. It is the first of a two-part. <gasps> Yay. It's called Sartek, part one, which sounds like Star Trek to me. Yeah. Sounds like a, a Romulan or a vulcan and star trek if there is not an alien in this i'm gonna be disappointed oh no but <laughs> sartek part one synopsis reads hobo witnesses a wilderness plane crash and aids the victims okay <laughs> so what do you maybe something exciting took down the plane maybe it's like <gasps> there's something on the wing a, yeah or a laser Ooh. or a, a pterodactyl like a full out just a f- they're going all out <laughs> yeah. at this point we're going out with a bang. <laughs> yep. We're bringing in dinosaurs. Yeah. That would be amazing. I'd love Hobo versus Dinosaurs. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> yes. Jurassic Park era, like, style. We could have, like, you know. Maybe we could do that for lumber cops. Maybe <laughs> up in the Yukon, there's, like, a frozen dinosaur that thaws out, <laughs> and then the lumber cops have to track it down. <gasps> That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. And then they could all be, they could fight, and then they could be friends at the end. And he becomes and part they, of their squad. Yeah, then the mountain is riding like a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I am so on board. This basically writes itself. <laughs> it really does. At this point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, then... Until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care. (laughs) Bye.